lesson today is from Isaiah, excuse me, chapter 43, verses 16 to 21. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They, let, they lie down, they cannot rise, they are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, so that they might declare my praise. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Thanks be, Thanks be to, God. to God. And the psalm today is Psalm 126 in your prayer book 782 or on the screen. Sorry, I can't. I'll read to the asterisk if you'll complete the verse. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad indeed. Restore our fortunes, O Lord. Like the water courses of the name. Those who sowed, who sowed with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying the seed will come again with joy, shouldering their shoving. Darling, he said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. I was glad when he said to me, Let us go to the house of our God. Now our feet are standing here within your gate. Shall I city? Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory, Glory to you, Lord Christ. Whew. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. 
And there they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? And Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with me, but you do not always have me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. So as I mentioned, we have a special uh, speaker today that I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy. Um, in this gospel passage, we've got, we've got Jesus, who we, a lot of us were taught in Sunday school, oh, he's all-knowing, but I'm here to tell you, he's on a fast and furious learning curve uh, in this passage, uh, forget all-knowing. Uh, and then Lazarus, uh, and, and it amazes me how both in our minds and on papyrus, we rewrite history. Because what this story says is, at the home of Lazarus, and I'm here to tell you, it is not his home. It is the home of Mary and Martha, and their deadbeat brother, <laughs> Lazarus, is living with them. The guy hasn't held a job in probably years. It's not his house. Uh, and then you've got Martha, she's doing what she does. Uh, Mary, who does this amazing thing, which we'll get to. Um, and then Judas, who always gets the bad rap. You'll notice I skipped over uh, one of the parentheses. Because without Judas, I mean, th this, is, this is our spin on Miss Pam's thing with the kids, remember, during Advent. Without the mother, there is no baby. Well, guess what? Without Judas, there is no crucifixion and resurrection and departure. Ha ha! I mean, but he's always got to get the bad rap. But we'll come back to that in a second. In the meantime, let's hear the real story from our own Tim Stearns. Tim, come on up. <laughs> I'm not very good at this, so bear with me. I'm uh, sort of terrified right now. Um, <laughs> and uh, am I not on? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, for in the instance of full disclosure, uh, my mom is a Methodist minister, retired. Um, so I grew up in the church uh, and spent a lot of time there. And I really wanted to talk with you and share my experiences about the community that church brings. Um, church has always been a place of acceptance for me. Um, I went to college and instead of graduating, I uh, went to rehab. And uh, when I came back from rehab, of course, I went to live with my mom. 
in the parsonage right next to the church, and there was this church waiting for me. Um, what was really amazing is I expected lots of judgment, um, but that doesn't happen. Um, the church just completely welcomed me in. Uh, in particular, the church secretary, whose name was Helen Denny, um, she treated me like one of her grandchildren. Um, I was always available to her um, to fold bulletins or fill the little juice cups the Methodists use. And, <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was just the entire church did all of that um, acceptance of me. Um, nobody was like, oh, there's the drunk, which I was nervous about. Um, then later, I was diagnosed with a bipolar disorder. Um, and my mom came to Wyoming and got me, took me back home, and of course there's a church. Um, this church had a couple um, by the name of Dave and Ellen McMaster. Um, they were just awesome. Um, once again, I was walking into a church um, with a fairly big problem, and uh, they just surrounded me. Um, Dave and Ellen basically took me into their house as an, an extra son. Um, and later on, their son ended, was my best man at my wedding. Um, at St. Peter's, one of the first things that happened that made me feel um, really welcome was uh, when Deacon Betty um, was talking to us and there's Tina, my uh, sister-in-law, Trish, uh, my wife, and then me, Tim, and we were the three T's. <laughs> and, you know, when you get a nickname, you know you're in. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I also find the church to be a place where I can be useful. You have the congregation and, and you're my peers, I guess, um, supporting me, and it allows me to become useful. Um, at St. Peter's, I've uh, attended the forum on Sundays, and that was a real, you got to ask questions, you feel like you shouldn't. And <laughs> sometimes there's answers for them, and sometimes they're not. But, and then, uh, at the, uh, the, the Bible study on Wednesdays, um, all through uh, the pandemic, um, we zoomed in and I really got to know um, more of the church through the people there. Um, and then finally, uh, the Northern Nevada Reg Regional Organizing Group, oh, sorry. Okay, the Northern Nevada Regional Organizing Group, which is organizing to uh, figure out how to make difference in our neighborhoods in our in in Northern Nevada, and uh, they just sort of accepted me and let me help. Um, I uh, with my bipolar disorder, I I can't work, 
and yet they find things for me to do. Uh, send out emails and simple things like that. And that really brings me together um, with, with all of you. Um, without you here, um, my life would be much smaller. And I'm really glad uh, that I can be part of St. Peter's and you. In closing, I'm going to quote Father Jeff from the website. And <laughs> you are welcome to join us as we support each other on our spiritual journeys and wrestle with difficult questions which may have more than one answer or no answers at all. Here we value an Anglican spirituality, one that is open to the mystery of the holy and which celebrates the dignity of human nature and the beauty of all creation. Thank you. Yeah, so in addition to being part of the three T's um, with the organizing group, Tim is also known as Tim the Toolman because he does all this IT stuff for the organizing effort and we wouldn't be able to do half of what we have been in the last few years if it wasn't uh, for Tim. So thank you so much. And uh, Tim, I, I have to say, your one comment you made sort of gave me pause when you said, as soon as you have a nickname, you know you're in. <laughs> if I have one, I don't want to know it. So just keep it to yourself. <laughs> you, you have several. You, you have several. Yeah. I have no doubt about that. And, and again, Tim, and thank you for, um, for offering your vulnerability. You know, I, I, I'm convinced at this point, especially now through the pandemic, that uh, anyone living in America now in the 21st century who doesn't cop to some form of mental illness is in complete and utter denial. Because yeah. we are living in one crazy time. And that has got to be affecting us, perhaps in ways that we're not even aware of at this point. So thanks for leading the, the charge on that. And, and I want to, so, and whoever that guy was on the website, he's brilliant. <laughs> but I don't think I've met him. And I certainly don't remember either saying that or hearing that. So thanks for the, I'll have to go check that out. Um, I, I think there's a sermon in there somewhere. Um, but Tim said something at 8 o'clock. So he quoted me, so now I'm going to quote him. And what he said was this. When he was uh, thanking the 8 o'clockers for being a part of his community, what he said was, because of the community, I am more than just myself. Let me say that again. Because of the community, I am more than just myself. I mean, those are, that's a powerful image uh, and one that speaks pretty deeply to me. I hope it does to you. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus would probably be saying the same thing in today's passage because... He's got all these people who are doing what they do, and the moment of clarity, which 
you know, again, I mentioned earlier how um, it's amazing how we rewrite history or our own story in our heads, but also on, on paper. Um, and what we have failed and what the church has failed to notice all these years is that Mary, when she shows up with this incredibly expensive perfume worth a year's wage, and she uses it to anoint Jesus' feet and then uh, dries his feet with her hair. You can speculate about you know, the, uh, the, the meaning of all that. I'm not really sure. But she gives Jesus the example. Because a few chapters later, in chapter 13, when he's gathering for what's going to be uh, not their final meal, but his final meal with his friends, the light goes on. And he remembers what Mary did for him, and he says, oh, I can do this for everybody else now. And so he strips down and he washes everyone's feet. It was Mary that gave him the example for that. And we never make that connection. So I want to do it today. And not just with Mary, but with all of the women, some named and many not named, who provide the example of what faithful living looks like, of what discipleship looks like. She becomes, in this moment in the Gospel of John, the preeminent apostle. Forget the 12 dunderheads who can't find their backsides with both hands. She's the one that is providing the example of what faithful living looks like and what the heart of the community, the, the community that followed Jesus, can be of this intimate sharing. And when I look back on my own life and when I remember the things that I'm currently reading, you know, the, um, uh, the, the revision of the revision of our history, oddly enough, it's always the women. I mean, yeah, the guy, and I'm not disparaging the guys because it turns out I am one. So I don't, you know, I don't want to disparage us, and, and a lot of us, you know, we're up front and flapping our gums and doing what we do, but if we really are paying attention to the history, it's the women. It's the women who are setting the example, it's the women who are setting the bar, and any of the guys that are married, I mean, I'm sure I'll pay for this, but 95% of the good ideas that I have come from my wife, Marietta. Don't, don't sell yourself short. I'd, and that's say the, I'd say it's 99%. <laughs> and that's the last time I'm going to admit that. And the other 5% usually turn out to be duds. I, do you see what I'm saying? I mean, if, if, we, just, if we just take a moment and open ourselves up a little bit further and pay attention to what's really going on, both in this story and in our lives, we will see example after example after example of what faithful living looks like and what Tim said at the 8 o'clock service. 
Because of the community, I am more than just myself. Take a moment. And now go in peace to love and serve the Lord.